Welcome to our newest Seed Spark session. Currently, we are in the midst of the novel coronavirus pandemic. We are in the midst of an unprecedented situation in terms of grappling with small businesses and their finances. But today, I'm joined by our CEO of Seed Spark, Chad Jenkins, who is an experienced businessman. He's started multiple businesses, and we thought that he could provide some insight and some guidance as to how to traverse the next coming weeks and months as we try and get the economy back on its feet and we all try and come out on top. So Chad, can you explain more about what you've done in the past and how your experience has prepared you for this? Sure. Uh, so starting at a very early age, I began to uh, create businesses that just provided value, uh, trying to use whatever resources were at my fingertips uh, and turning those into money. What that required me to do is, uh, about my early 20s, I had to quickly understand what floor plan financing was for a horse trailer business. And then by opening the first America's country store, which is a Perina meals concept back in the early two thousands. Um, that's the first time I ever took a commercial balloon loan for a large building. Uh, of course I had no prior experience. So it, it makes you have to ask a lot of questions. Uh, one of our core values here, and it's been the same through all companies is pursue why, because without that education, we have to be very determined, to getting to the root of something to understand it and then properly leverage it uh, and manage it. So uh, that has certainly helped a lot as we begin to see this landscape changing back what almost uh, a month and a half now that we begin to deal with it. Um, when the programs began to announce uh, quickly, you have to do your due diligence. And I assume my inbox is like most others. It is flooded with the amount of people that want to help you navigate these new programs. Uh, and it can be quite overwhelming. So I have done that due diligence, including spending a lot of time on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce webinar that was released about two and a half weeks ago, just before the plans went into place. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to helping any possible way I can help cut through some of the white noise. Yeah, certainly. So with the experience that you've had, how can we approach the current situation? What are the options from the government perspective that have been provided to small businesses? So first and foremost, I think it's very important to do your own homework. As I mentioned earlier, our, all of our inboxes as small to medium-sized businesses are being flooded with folks trying to help and to share information. Uh, the plans have continued to be massaged all the way up to go live time. Uh, and then the forgiveness, uh, actual items and regulations, it seems like they're static now on one program. And then the other program has some opportunities to roll into the first program. So those, again, going back to the very first thing, definitely do your own research. There's a lot of good resources out on SBA.gov. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, every link, every resource that we discussed today will be in the comment section down below or in the description box, wherever it's appropriate. So you can go down there, do your own due diligence and figure out which works best for you. Sure. In the current situation, the government has created multiple options for how small businesses can traverse the current financial hardships. Mm -hmm. Can you give an overview of the different programs that are being provided right now? Sure. Um, in our due diligence, and you mentioned that two distinct programs, one would be the PPP and also the EIDL. The EIDL, uh, if you submit no questions asked, it equals $10,000 of immediate disaster relief. Uh, and that is non-recourse, so they're not looking to get that back either. And that's under, again, the EIDL plan. Beyond that, 
uh, and in, in our home, during our homework, we felt like the payroll protection plan, uh, because of its limited underwriting, and the government is obviously working very hard to get this cash deployed out to small business very uh, quickly. We did our homework on that particular plan, which is created to cover up to two and a half months of your salary, also including your health insurance, whatever the employer com- portion of the health, in- health insurance, and also you, uh, some of your unemployment taxes. So it does take a little bit to do that calculation. I would suggest to, to contact your payroll vendor, or perhaps you're doing it in-house. I hope that you have wonderful records because you'll need to do a calculation for the average amount of your 2019 payroll uh, in the, based on your current calendar year. But a uh, 2019 payroll, including those additional items to get to the average amount of payroll, that particular fee would be added to a form that your local institution would provide to you. So the SBA came out with a sample application, and then the banks, your local institutions that are SBA approved, and that's kind of a, a critical item. You're, if you are an organization that perhaps deals with a credit union, likely they're not SBA approved. You'll need to search for an organization that is SBA approved. Um, we've helped a few of our clients who were not dealing with a bank who is SBA approved. So I know that there's options out there. Uh, we're now just over a week and a half into the capability to submit for the PPP plan. First, the banks, as it, at least as we were being told, were definitely taking uh, preferential treatment or a first in, first out, but starting with their clients. When I say their clients, uh, you could have a loan relationship, a deposit relationship, a savings relationship, or a combination of all of those. But that, as best I can tell, that's how they were interpreting a true client relationship, and that's who they would start with. So they're going to have an application that may be a little unique to the sample. If any of you guys have done your homework and, and pulled that original sample application down from the SBA, I would strongly suggest as quickly as you can reach out to your own institution. Perhaps you deal with one that's not SBA approved. Um, There's quite a few local and also national banks that are assisting with this in submitting for the PPP plan. But obtain the application, um, do your calculation. I would have your CPA look over it uh, or potentially have a CFO, CFO resource. There's many outsourced CFOs also available, certainly in the Charlotte market. I'm happy to supply and and, uh, make a couple referrals if that would be helpful. But uh, complete the application, submit it to your your institution. The best that we can tell, um, it's taken about a week to get approved. And then beyond that, the way that the program's set up, they're quickly funding. Uh, And quickly is kind of to be determined based upon the institution that you're dealing with. But it could be anywhere from that day, which of course would be the absolute quickest, up to a week. And just different business owners, uh, I sit on a couple different boards and then a couple different CEO groups across the country. Uh, we're seeing all about the same thing, but it could be as quickly as a day or it could extend as much as a week. But um, kind of historic in the turnaround. If anyone's dealt with SBA before, um, those runways are not in the normal dictionary whenever you look up SBA runways. Um, that's really fast. So it does seem like the government is trying to get this money in the hands of the folks that really need it. So that's awesome. Certainly. If we move on to the EIDL plan, so the Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program, uh, a little bit more underwriting. 
that is best I can tell. And, and for the guys that I communicate with on a very regular basis, I have a friend out in Seattle who woke up to zero revenue in the second week or first at the end of the first week of March. So is this, he deals with very, very large enterprises in the event activation space and he woke up to zero revenue. So immediately I was able to connect him to an SBA resource that I have in Seattle. And he began to work on the EIDL loan program, which is a loan. So I want to be very specific. Both of these programs as they are originally presented to the marketplace are loans. The PPP program does have the ability to be transferred or turned into a grant and you will give, be given forgiveness to the amount of money that you have been loaned by the SBA through your local institution as long as the money is used for exactly its intended purpose during the time frame that the business was affected. So it's a, a dollar for dollar grant under the PPP program as long as you follow the rules and regulations as the program is constructed. The EIDL program, as I mentioned, we started with, with one of my uh, close counterparts out in Seattle, started with the EIDL because as just as I described, it was a disaster to wake up to zero revenue. We're not really accustomed to doing that in the, in the CEO position, uh, but he did. And he began to start that program uh, through the process. And as these rules and regulations become more firm and, and more concrete, we discovered that the EIDL program, again, granted it is used for its intended purpose, can be converted over to the PPP plan. Um, and, and that is a huge win for those who are more affected than just a loss to revenue that really constrains the ability to make that payroll. Uh, if you're affected at a greater level, the EIDL may be a better path for you, but definitely, as I suggested, do your homework. There's plenty of resources online now. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing to mention, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as you said, each business is unique. Mm -hmm. So what works for SeedSpark certainly might not work for the people that share the other side of the of our floor here at the office. It's, it's a different entirely, uh, it's a different set of pieces in a yes. way on the board mm -hmm. for each person. So if you are facing financial troubles, make sure to, again, talk to your accountant, talk to your internal financial representatives and figure out what is the correct approach. Yes. Yeah. So a follow-up question. I know that you mentioned CPAs as well. Uh, CPAs, from what I understand, cannot charge for assistance when applying to, I believe it's the EIDL. That's correct. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So with either one of these programs, as I've mentioned earlier, there's a decent amount of homework to be done, depending on a lot of it depends on your records and how, how well of records you keep. If you're currently using a third party payroll uh, provider that can make it a little bit easier on the PPP plan on the EIDL, there's a decent amount of underwriting under it. These sums and dollar figures are typically larger. And you can expect with a larger dollar amount, it's going to take a little bit more uh, documentation. So inquiring or engaging, sorry, with your CPA is, is a great route. Hopefully they've been with you for a while and uh, they're going to have some of these records on file and hopefully shorten the amount of time that it takes to submit for the EIDL. And upon doing our research, we were able to find that CPAs are not able to charge the end user or the client for this amount of work. That they there is some compensation that is uh, already set aside at the local institution for covering their amount of effort in getting you this program and being assistance to you. Certainly. Uh, one follow-up question that I have as well. Uh, when it comes to what these funds can be used for, obviously there are so many different aspects of a business. 
Are there any restrictions as to what these can be used for? Obviously, you said that the forgiveness varies depending on how the funds are used. Can you kind of expound upon that a little sure. bit? Sure, and we'll take specifically the PPP program uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, the EDL, E-I-D-L, can be converted to the PPP. Uh, I would strongly suggest to do your homework there to understand exactly what that looks like and how long it takes and, and what you have to do to get that properly converted. But let's talk specifically about the PPP program. So um, in, in reviewing the regulations, as I mentioned earlier, it is made to cover the payroll expenses for the organization for up to two and a half months, period. Uh, some consideration has been given for the health insurance reimbursement that the employer provides or the employer match on health insurance. And that's dependent on how much your organization participates there. Hence the reason for the requirements of the records to show. Um, when you've, once you have submitted that, that sets the loan amount at two and a half times your average amount that you're paying out for those items. Using that for exactly its intended purpose, you're able to, but as I was doing uh, just a little bit of research last week, I noticed there's some firms, and, and I'm sure there's other parts of the country and other parts of business that this is applicable, but their cost of goods or their overhead specifically for their rent was about 50% of their revenue, which is a little bit unheard of in conventional business, unless you're in these major markets and, and uh, the real estate cost is just so expensive. If you think about a retail organization. So today, the way that the regulations are set, you're able to use up to 25% of that original loan amount for things that are non-payroll. In this example, of course, at 50% cost of your space, of your real estate, of your floor space, or your retail center, a lot of that is going to go to paying for your lease or your building. Um, in those instances, I would go ahead and start having upfront conversations with my local institution. I'm not sure if they're going to have the answer today, but I do expect as it gets closer to the time that they're reconciling the forgiveness of all of the PPP program, there's going to be some considerations made for those um, extenuating circumstances of, of that type, an example. So I would strongly suggest to keep very clear and good records of once you receive this loan, how those funds are dispersed and what they're dispersed for. It's going to go a long way to helping you get the ultimate forgiveness of almost every dollar of that or potentially every dollar. In terms of interest or additional fees that companies might run into during this process, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, again, SBA.gov has all the information sure. that they would need. Uh, do you have any insight into that kind of information, what they should expect? So more specifically about the items that are not forgiven or the amount of money that's not forgiven in the PPP program. Uh, I believe the last time I checked, and it has been likely about a week ago, 2% uh, in 10 years. And then for the EIDL, it was a very low percentage rate. If it don't quote me on the two, please check the SBA. I think it was 30-year amortization. So a, a very long time to pay that cash back which makes it quite favorable to help us and during this time in which you've been pretty Im impacted by uh, unprecedented events. Yes, certainly. I believe that I checked the uh, SBA.gov yes. website and for interest rates, as far as those go, 3.75% for small businesses and 2.75% for nonprofits. Gotcha. So just for okay. reference in future. Yeah. Yep. So it is changing, which validates, please keep your eyes on that. Yeah, SBA. absolutely. Everything is very fluid right now. The entire situation encompasses, you know, 
a vast variety of aspects. Yes. So it's important to stay up to date. Yes. Uh, so with all of the content we've covered today, if somebody does want to begin their first steps, where should they begin? Uh, I would first begin with a good reading in a quiet place of SBA.gov. And that can be kind of concurrent with a telephone call to your local institution to validate if they are SBA approved. And if not, if they have a referral for you, if they do not have a referral for you, you're welcome to reach out to us. We have some local partners that just through our due diligence and trying to help other S small businesses, uh, we've made some connections and uh, we're happy to share those. And, and I feel like we're all in this together. Anything we can do to help someone is, is our responsibility. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Any kind of uh, words of wisdom or or support, moral support at this point? <laughs> uh, uh, well, first, and I guess the most important thing is do not live in today. Right? Uh, these are we're, we've all been affected a little bit differently. I'm very fortunate. Uh, all of my business, excluding one, are essential, so we've been able to, at some level, keep a little bit of normalcy going. But you cannot live for the exact moment that you're in. You must look past this and stay very optimistic. I expect because there will be some who panic, uh, and I can't say that sometimes it's not rightfully so, because everyone has a different and unique situation. I would only encourage them to look past the current moment. There will be opportunities that are created with this much shift in a market. And if you keep your head out of the sand, keep your eyes and ears open, you'll find that opportunity. It may not be the business that you had 60 days ago, but it may even be a new and better business or product or service that you're able to develop by just keeping your eyes and ears open during this time. Uh, I think most importantly as well, focusing on helping others, good opportunities will find you. So those would be my words of wisdom, as <laughs> best that they may be. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of SeedSpark Sessions. If you enjoyed the program, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and podcast services to stay up to date and informed. And of course, in the description box down below, you can find links to our social media channels, as well as any resources we might have used in today's show. But until next time, thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next one.